Can the eye ever be conscious? Let me give you a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, explanation inside the two opposite uh, thinking or school of thought around uh, this, this topic. And then you can draw your own conclusion. Of course, as of now, um, I guess uh, no, no one doubts that uh, the eye is not uh, conscious and probably uh, behind the, the Google engineer that uh, was then fired a few months back was um, giving, uh, assuming that uh, the eye on the other side, the model that he was talking to was conscious. Uh, no one today really thinks that uh, the eye at the current level that it is even with its capabilities actually conscious, meaning that whatever the AI is doing right now, things like ChatGPT, it's uh, is not doing it in a, it a in a conscious way. At least it's not been designed actually to be conscious in the first place, at least in terms of, um, of uh, architecture. But before we get to discussion, there are, uh, let me explain two school of thought when, uh, thought when it comes to, to consciousness. And so you understand why uh, on the one side you get people who think that uh, you know, consciousness is possible in the eye, and then you get people who think this is not possible. The first school of thought of uh, consciousness, I'm going to call it, uh, uh, you know, consciousness uh, from a materialistic standpoint, a physical standpoint, as a side effect of neural connections. So a sort of theory where consciousness, which is not, uh, um, which is also quite popular today, especially in the, in the tech world, but it's, a, it's a, let's say, a belief that the consciousness sort of arises as a, a random act of the connections that we have uh, in, uh, in, uh, in our brain as a physical phenomenon, which is a sort of an emergent property of the fact that uh, our brain handles a huge amount of, uh, uh, of connections uh, and a huge amount of, uh, of uh, signals within our brain as a side effect that generates this sort of consciousness. This sort of theory, of course, is a, is a theory where you, uh, you have a physical uh, you know, approach where you say, okay, all there is and all we know is in our physical brain. And therefore, by measuring the signals that we get in our brain, we can understand what consciousness is and um, what, you know, what it does. So that can be also, in a way, uh, something that becomes computational. And then on the other side, you have a completely different school of thought. And for that, I also interviewed on 4-Week MBA Federico Fagin, who has been the father of the microprocessor in the, in the early 70s at um, uh, Intel. They, they actually opened up the whole PC industry. But he tells you a different story. He says, you know what? Uh, I've been working with uh, chips for uh, many years. I know how the machine is different from, from the human. And he says, you know, the, the consciousness is a state that goes behind what we, uh, you know, we can call it a physical state, meaning that it is not uh, in the realm of uh, uh, classic uh, classical physics, it is in, in the realm of quantum physics. As such, it moves uh, alo along logics that go behind uh, what we can understand, let's say, of the uh, physical world in classical terms. And therefore, consciousness is not a state that comes as a side effect of uh, the neural connections that we have in our brain, it's, it's something that comes before and that actually creates, uh, you know, the, 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 the physical state that we know. And according to this theory, if we take this theory for, for true, then there is no way that uh, we can measure consciousness and there is no way that uh, consciousness uh, 
can arise for mach from machines. So again, if we take do those two uh, opposite approaches to consciousness, on the one side you get the approach which is very common in the technological world to look at consciousness and think, you know, consciousness is uh, just a side effect of uh, the complexity of our brain and uh, is a sort of emergent property that uh, came up as a result of scaling those connections at a, set, a certain extent. And you also understand here the connection between disbelief and the belief that AI can do anything with scale, which is, you know, the, the current paradigm of generative models, which we don't know if uh, is true at all. I mean, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be probably something that might prove uh, one of the, the, the major um, wrong beliefs that we had of the current AI uh, ability right now, meaning that for years, it has been quite counterintuitive, uh, counterintuitive how those AI models uh, have been evolving in a way that um, uh, created, uh, were able to do much more complex stuff and generalize across tasks uh, with the release of things like GPT-3, ChatGPT, and uh, going forward. But on the other side, the, the thing here is, uh, you know, through uh, those capabilities came as a result of scale, but we don't know uh, how much uh, more scale can do. And that's true that scale has done incredible things. And, you know, again, uh, emergence is an incredible phenomenon, which I'm also quite passionate about because I understand that with emergence, for emergence, we, we mean, uh, you know, really simply the all the things that might rise as a, as a result of scaling things up, which you might not, uh, you know, for better or for worse, you may not uh, uh, know. Uh, before and uh, how things might look like once you scale them even the even though you know in a in a in a real world you scale things up and they look similar to the smaller thing and the smaller version of that thing uh, in reality they have completely different properties and those properties are a result of emergence a result of scale so if you know i, I think uh, this sort of uh, assumption is wrong because of course um, it tells you that first uh, scale might be the the emergent properties of scale might be unlimited which might be not you know we might need a completely different paradigm when it comes to ai to take a further leap forward and there are also many people who say you know with the current uh, uh, architecture ai uh, might never become uh, conscious in the first place however there is who believes that with the result of scaling and with a few tweaks in paradigms you can get uh, general artificial intelligence which is probably common belief in the technological world and then again there is another school of thought which is worth uh, taking into account it's uh, actually it's uh, the school of thought that um, i more in agreement with where uh, that uh, it says look i mean consciousness it's something that we completely do not understand and uh, yes uh, you know we can say this uh, it's easy to say this is a side effect of uh, uh, scaling things up and uh, neural connections in our brain and is a side effect of the physical world, but we don't know. It might be that consciousness is something much, much wider that uh, creates um, everything, especially knowing now the things that uh, are true about uh, quantum uh, physics, physics and knowing uh, how uh, the few principles of quantum physics like entanglement actually uh, are quite uh, counter counterintuitive. And therefore, if we take those things into account, we realize that consciousness may be something much, much wider. And therefore, it's also important to stress this out because it makes us uh, think that uh, us as humans, we are not just the result of the outcomes 
or the tasks that we can perform we are much more than that and therefore also draw a distinct, distinct line between humans and machines and therefore make sure that machines are always at the service of humans and not vice versa and this is a critical critical belief uh, I think it's, it's extremely important to keep in mind now again as a business person I'm fascinated by what AI can do I think it's going to be integrated in the business world it's going to be a, fund a foundational layer it's going to be huge and incredible and uh, as business people we can enhance our, ourselves but uh, we need to be careful in you know giving uh, way more credit to the eye uh, of what it can really do and uh, fall into really the, the the paradox of thinking that the eye can do much uh, you know can have an internal state when it does not and it might never have an internal state only because it is able to do uh, way more incredible things in the real world that's uh, something that i wanted to take or tackle in a, in a, in this uh, weekend release mm -hmm.